Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Performance Anxiety on the Pantheon Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Mark. So today, we're going to be talking about the gear in business sides of music. Ben Kleinman, founder of Ray Raydecker Audio Cables, is my guest. Ben talks about what music really flipped the switch for him, and not being a musician, how he started immersing himself in music by booking artists. After some misadventures, he started playing guitar himself and became obsessed with gear. All of this fed into what will become his current foray into music, Ray Raydecker Audio Cables, although that wasn't the first name of his company. So why did he change it? And who is Ray Raydecker? Ben talks about the realities of trying to get artists to use your gear and the amazing friends of Ray Raydecker who do use his stuff. He also talks about the difficulties of balancing a hobby slash business that you're passionate about and the rest of your real life, like day jobs and families. Ben creates beautiful cables by hand, and each one is guaranteed. So if you're into gear, need cables, like concert photography, or any combination of those, this is the show for you. And check out RayRayDecker.com to buy handmade, guaranteed, unique audio cables. And check out Ray Raydecker on Instagram for products and Ben's concert photos. Check the podcast out at Performance ANX on Instagram and Twitter. Reach out there or through the Performance Anxiety Pod at gmail.com. You can support the show through performanceanx.threadless.com for our gear or ko-fi.com slash performance anxiety if you'd like to send us a cup of coffee. And please check out our sponsors. I hope you enjoy a different side of music with Ben Kleiman of Ray Raydecker on Performance Anxiety, part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. This is Ben Kleinman, owner and creator of Ray Ray Decker Audio Cables. You are listening to. <laughs> I, spaced, I have to write the name down. <laughs> I spaced on that thing. Hold on, I have to just have it in front of me. And I wouldn't. That wouldn't have been if you, if you didn't say that I can do it multiple times. <laughs> I just have to write performance anxiety here. This is Ben Kleinman, owner. <clears throat> This is Ben Kleinman, owner and creator of Ray Raydecker Audio Cables. You are listening to Performance Anxiety Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, my pleasure. My pleasure. So, how you been, man? It's been, uh, been a little while since we saw each other with the Black Angels show. Yeah, it was, it'll be two months uh, as of yesterday, as of tomorrow. Oh, wow. It was on 10, it was on 10, 15. Oh my God. It has been a long time. Man, that's, God, time flies. Yeah, so it was neat how we met. Um, 
we were we both had press passes for that show um black angels vacant lot the vacant lots opened for them yeah uh 930 club which is my favorite venue period of any place no matter what size you know it was a hampton Coliseum. you know it's the 930 club it has a lot of special meaning and that night was very much the same i think that i <laughs> I said do you have a press pass because I didn't I didn't know how to get like not how it worked but like yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know I apologize but that was kind no of no wrong. it's funny because I thought you were with the Black Angels at that point I thought you were actually oh, shooting man. you know like like the the touring photographer with them so oh, yeah maybe in my next lifetime but, um, <laughs> you would be would both be, man. That, would be, that would be something uh, sort of photographer that's that's my goal i'm working on that with black rebel motorcycle club right now at least for uh, like a week that's, jared's um I'm, you know I know, i'm sure you know that jared knows them oh yeah knows them well and that's actually i mean yeah i met you in the in the pit or in the whatever the the runway but yeah after the show when i went to say goodbye to jared then you and your son i believe was with you um yep. sporting a vacant lot shirt nonetheless yeah um, we're, we're talking to him and I, I you guys knew each other from beforehand and um yeah and then we exchanged numbers yeah and um you you've been going and shooting some shows and it's always nice to check out other people's work and I get really excited when there's something to come out when there's a show to go to. It's just like a night yeah, out and it's, uh, I saw lightning bolt. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're a noise band. They've been around no. since like early two thousands, maybe late nineties. Oh, cool. Providence, Rhode Island. It's a two, two player band and, um, it's drums and the guy plays a, five string bass but i think he winds it with like a banjo string or something <laughs> it is just very 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 loud uh, i uh, i was so i mentioned them because i was i i need it, it's almost like a like i'm jonesing to go to a show which is just i mean just to see live music yeah i'm the I, same I way say that, and i i don't think that being uh having that withheld from us for a year and a half nearly two years uh helped much either no so i went I went and I saw them, um, Black Hat in DC, which I know that you had gone to not too long ago for the, um, uh, the McDonald's band. <laughs> Max Sabbath. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Lung was the opener. That they were, Lung was really good. So yeah. So that it had it. Uh, Black Hat. It, I've seen some awesome bands there, but I hate shooting there because it's so uh, crowded it's and you can't oh. move around. Well, for Black Cat, in terms of what I did there, well, this band also, both nights, it was, I, I had to get out of that, that pit area. It was just too wild. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I just go away. I shot another show at Black Cat, um, La Luz and Ghost Funk Orchestra open for them. Oh. And it wasn't as, I mean, clearly they weren't, uh, there wasn't a mosh pit there, <laughs> but um, it wasn't bad i was i i was just going from the periphery i wasn't able to get like all close up there but i was able to get some decent shots the lighting there is not as bad as it was at auto bar the next night when i saw them and oh really? i love have you ever been to auto bar no no I, I mean i didn't see the actual publication but it says that it's like listed as one of the top you know 20 venues in the country blah 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 but 
I've been there, I think, three total times now, yeah. um, maybe four. I love it. It's just a very oh. tight room, but the, the the lighting there was so terrible, and really? I couldn't grab any decent shots. Oh, so. man. All right, so I shoot a lot for a local DC blog called Park Life DC. And I remember you telling me. Yeah, be, between that and podcast guests, that's how I get all of the media passes. I either know one somebody in the band, they've been on the podcast, or they're, it's a band that I like that I haven't had on the podcast, and they're in town, and uh, there's an availability to shoot them. Well, Pussifer came into town. And so that's, you know, Maynard James Keenan, one of his side project bands. And it's like electronic music. And I didn't see that anybody had signed up for it or it had just, this show had just been announced or something. So I reached out to the blog and like, I'll shoot that. And like a day or two later, they got back to me and they said, well, somebody's already kind of laid claim to the photo pass, but they don't write. If you want to write the article, you, you know, we'll be happy to get you a pass. So I was like, uh, all right, I'll do that. It's worth just to see the show. So it was one of the weirdest shows I've ever seen. They had aliens running around the stage the entire time. They were only allowed to shoot the first two songs and that's it. And it's at Warner theater. So it's not a whole lot of great access. So you just, just the aisles down the side and it was just, I'm almost glad I didn't get to shoot it just because it was, it would have been so difficult to run around and get different points of view, different angles to within two songs to uh, get an accurate representation of the show. And it was, it, it was a very strange show. Being able to, to work closer with bands, I've come to a real appreciation as to what the, not even touring, but what the daily life of a musician um, or, or not even a musician, but someone in the industry is in terms of the people who are working at the venues, uh, who are working on the riders weeks in advance, uh, when the, the band is on the road, coordinating, um, everything with tour managers, etc. It's yeah. And I don't, as far as I know, there's not a single, backstage that's like motley crew or anything like that it's uh-huh. mostly people hanging out and uh, on their cell phones and um yeah. you like playing like word games and stuff yeah. i mean I, the, the, no that's what I, was, <laughs> I was hanging out in one of them once and like they were just on the just it's got to be so tough to be a musician and a touring musician at that or you, any any oh yeah artists it's it's definitely not all glamour it's not sex drugs and rock and roll like it, like no. people think it is i don't and i don't know if it ever was all that i think that depends on the band but i just had a black rubber motorcycle club's tour manager on it actually i just released the episode today and he's like it's not that at, at all he's like with insurance the way it is and all he's like roadies stone cold sober the whole time he's like it's just you can't afford to have missteps you can't afford to be setting up all this equipment and be, you know, drunk or high doing it. He's like, it's just, it's not worth it. We, we, you're doing that. We're getting rid of you. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, everybody. I've got a great sponsor that I want to talk to you about. For a long time, I wondered if CBD was something that might benefit me, but I had no idea how to find out. I didn't know what products were available, what companies were reputable, and really even what questions to ask to get the answers I needed. That's why I'm so glad I found Pure Spectrum CBD. They helped me discover what CBD could do for me. They were awesome at determining what my needs were, and they helped me find a starting point. I've started with the tincture and the isolate, but there's also gummies, topicals, mints, and a lot more. Pure Spectrum not only has CBD products for wellness, they also have them for fitness and recovery. There's even CBD for your pets. The website has a ton of information and chat options are available. And all their products are third-party tested and the results are available right on their website. So go to PureSpectrumCBD.com to do your own research. And when you check out, use code PERFORMANCEANX for 15% off your order. Check them out on Instagram at PureSpectrumHemp and subscribe to their email list for sales, new products, and updates. PureSpectrum, refined phytocannabinoid wellness products for all lifestyles. So you've got an interesting entry into this. Now, I kind of want to learn more about how you got into this whole area that you're in. So you started a company that produces audio cables. But before that, I mean, you must have been a big music fan just to, to get into that in the first place. What was what was it that made a big impact on you musically? It went like like as a kid, what, what made you really get into music? I bought my first cassette tape, which was New Kids on the Block from Kmart in about 1988. Oh, wow. And uh, I was hooked after that. I saved up for the end of the fourth grade for a CD player and bought uh, Pearl Jam 10 and $130 Sony Discman the day after the last day of school in fourth grade. <laughs> wow. And one of my, I mean, many, you know, the things that I remember fondly of my youth is when I would, and I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, a local record store called Everybody's Records was it's, it's still there. I'm sure it's been there forever. And I, he would take me there and I would, you know, I was, um, I was obsessed with music. I liked a lot of, I was born in 82. So uh, for people, and at least for my cohorts and whatnot, I kind of use like, what grade were you in when Nevermind came out? And that's, I mean, I'm 40, other 40 year olds, we just can kind of have a similar appreciation given we're at similar places in our lives. I, I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, alternative music and stuff like that, but I leaned more towards punk, uh, getting into Riot Girl stuff back in like 94, but Uh I was introduced by an older mentor when I was in fifth grade, sixth grade about bands like that and he gave me like mixtapes and would they're in kill rock stars uh record label and i he would tell me to send them five dollars and ask for you know four seven inches and two albums and other stuff and they, they did it for a while and, I, and <laughs> as a you know as a nine as it what, was it 11 years old or something like that yeah. i mean it, I, I don't know but um yeah he got me into that stuff i 
started I've, I've always been into sonic youth also since i was like in fourth grade they seeing them and i saw them a few times 98 2004 and then 2009 i believe oh cool and they were some it means it means a lot you know that they're like the like the band that you know but the, but the it's they do really mean a lot yeah um, and they've been around forever or, yeah well they had been around forever they they don't it just ended poorly, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But band breaking up. I got into a lot of fish in high school. Like tenth grade on, I started seeing them in like '97. In the Midwest, they don't. You know, it's easier. And if you're on the East Coast, to see a lot of touring bands like that, just because you yeah. can go to cities that are a lot closer. Not so much in the Midwest. But my folks did let me start going to shows then, and I was pretty much obsessed with that until like. I got really into the Grateful Dead in like second year of college or so in like 2002 or so. Oh, wow. And, and then I, and, and that actually really, it'll lead up to it in terms of with, with Ray Ray Decker, where uh, some first sales actually started coming from. But when I moved to Philadelphia after college, it was, and I went to college in Madison, Wisconsin, Philadelphia was the first big city that I've ever lived in. And of course the big cities is where a lot of the, touring bands are going to stop big or small so i got because i got back into that like kill rock stars type stuff that music and now there were bands that i could actually see that were coming to the area and that was exciting so i got back into going to like shows i mean i went to like you know punk basement shows when i was 15 and 16 and stuff and i personally would love to go to those on a random night i don't even know where to go (laughs) anymore but yeah i know I, yeah, I, I don't know where that's happening anymore. I know. It's, I think it's uh, all happening online now. I don't know. I, I, they need to bring it back. They do. And when I moved to Philadelphia and I was back into that stuff, there was a band called the Old Haunts. And they, I mean, I think they released like two or three albums and they disbanded a lot of those bands don't stay together forever. And they had a day off and I contacted their, their record. I mean, this is like pre-Instagram, like anything. It's 2005. Okay. And I said, I I said, hey, Dad, if I find a place, uh, can I hire the band? And they charged me one hundred and fifty dollars to have these guys come. I didn't have a phone number for anybody. <laughs> I didn't have any contact information. Um, a barber shop in South Philadelphia, like on that, it, it was. I don't. I doubt it's even there anymore. But they didn't charge me. Let, let them use the space. Oh my they God. showed up. I bet you know they showed up. I remember my wife, my girlfriend at the time. She. I don't think I wanted to do it either, but they asked to like sleep at my house. And that's so like, I, I feel like I would have to do that now, but like at that stage and also, and I was, uh, uh I wasn't a punk rocker, let's just say myself and, and, uh, raised a little more conservatively, not that I wouldn't be okay with it, <laughs> right. but she was, but she even more so, but the, uh, but I don't blame her. No, I, the, but they ended up hanging out with other people that they probably should have been hanging out (laughs) to begin with, but they were nice. And, um, I got the obligatory picture taken with the guys. Nice. I'm telling you that just because it really, that's kind of the stuff that really gave me a taste of flavor, not, uh, of getting closer, being able to, you know, to touch musicians. Um, and even though that, you know, and I have like posters made by professional artists and stuff screen printed, I, I lost money on the show. The posters cost more than the show did itself. And oh, there, was wow. a, 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 there was a bonehead, uh, 
colleague of mine at the door who wasn't really collecting money, but it was an amazing experience. I'm really glad that I had that in my life and that there's little sparks in that, that when in Ray Radiker is audio cables and I was into, I started playing bass and, and similar time, fifth grade, sixth grade or something like that. Okay. And I enjoyed it. And I, I picked up guitar and learned a bit of that too. And then I put instruments down and then I just really didn't even pick one up for a long time. The music, no matter which of those phases, the bands that I was telling you about, I was going through and it, I wasn't strictly listening to that. I mean, there was a phase at the end of Philadelphia when I lived there, but like right before the 2009, where like I listened to Sonic Youth for about eight months straight and like that was it. Wow. So I kind of, I mean, you know, and so it was, I, I, I wasn't, playing instruments anymore i thought that i wasn't interested in them it just listening to music became um, more accessible and i had been in school and other stuff too and it's not that you can't pick up an instrument and just unwind for 30 seconds which i definitely do now i have an instrument in my office at both of them and yeah it's therapy when you're just to sit there and just like even just do scales or just like move your fingers around yeah and um just make nice sounds just to so I, I won't say that I was raised like very technical in terms of like, not like wood shop or stuff like that. I took all that stuff. Okay. I didn't know how to do any, like, I didn't know what a soldering iron was really at all, nor how to use anything. I was self-taught. I got back into oh, wow. instruments and, and gear specifically because my best friend locally here and um, chief advisor actually, or Ray Redeker, he, uh, were we've known each other now for 10 years and um he's an excellent musician he's very very level-headed provides excellent advice all of the time and he uh he turned me into a a, a gear fiend and really it, oh my god it got out of control <laughs> with that. How, all right so, so how did it get out of control you got to tell me what do, you, what do you mean it got out of control there's so much I, I just like started to like buy stuff it wasn't even it was like pathologic at certain points like like but pedals said, or like like yeah, oh no, like, like like everything nice but and since july i have been selling a good majority of it because oh, wow. i have come to and, and getting rid of no matter what anybody says getting rid of something like selling is a hundred times better than acquiring something oh really I may have to oh try God, that. Yes. <laughs> I no, it, it really God. is. And, and, you, and you can't really feel that way until you do it. But you, you'll you see what I mean. It was just too much. There was too much stuff. I didn't need it. Yeah. I'm not a musician. I'm not a musician. I, I enjoy playing instruments. I don't, you know. And so that's the answer as to why with that. I was into pedals and I had a few instruments. Uh, uh, and then I wanted to build pedal boards but instead of wrapping big lengths of the dc the power cable like around and around and making bunches of them i wanted to make things i wanted to make the dc cables to length so i saw it to i needed to learn how to solder and yeah youtube i mean if youtube was around when you and i were growing up yes. it would have i know kids are oh, they're spoiled they're spoiled they they're really spoiled are they have no idea but in my early work in terms of like my technical skills for like the solder joints and everything themselves was garbage. And I mean, practice makes perfect in yeah. terms of, in terms of doing stuff, just go figure. 
I started to put together pedal boards, making patch cables and such. I was, before I even picked up a soldering iron, I was purchasing nicer cables that had that similar, the same sheath that all of mine have. It's called TechFlex is the name of the material. Okay. It's, um, there's, I have over 60 colors and that's like what the instrument cables are like covered with, like an outer covering. So I saw, and I was buying them from like Australia and paying an arm and a leg for them just because I didn't know where else to to look or get these things. And then I was like, you know what, let me just try to do this myself. And not only just with instrument cables, but kind of like the theme along the way is like, let me find the, first of all, what am I going to use it for? Who's going to want it? What fun, what, you know, am I going to make one of these in my entire lifetime? Or like, you know, is this going to be a top seller? I then vet the hardware, the actual like plugs and whatnot. And there's a lot of different stuff and I'm super, super picky. The majority, if not almost all of the stuff that I use is a very like rugged industrial feel. There's a ton of different brands of, I mean, there's several brands of like the connectors, the plugs, but my whole thing and that I've turned in, not simply just surface uh, level aesthetic, but who wants something if it's you know i wouldn't i wanted a form to put my f my my i don't want to say creativity but just like what i needed to do to keep myself busy i was at a very bored time in my life also and that's also why i needed to keep myself occupied oh, okay um so that's how it happened and i after the patch cables and it wasn't even patch cables it's just as dc cables because i've been buying that other stuff I started towing around and those wood handles that you see on the, um, on the cables. Yeah. That part itself is from the company that I buy my regular plugs from. I don't know what happens when in my brain, when I saw that, I mean, it honestly just would have, but I, (laughs) I got some of those parts and I started making stuff. And I mean, they were crude prototypes of what became the, the main cave, the, the, the signature cable so to say with that thing i make something with everything but those are kind of and it's not that other people don't have them or couldn't buy them but it's just well, incorporated it from the start i like the uh the flush of the the uh, that right angle the it's like so flush to the, the pedal board or to the uh effect that's something that and I'm not a professional musician, so I'm not out looking for this kind of thing, but I haven't seen anything like that before. So nothing that flush to, to the, uh, effects pedal, but I got an, I, oh, you're, you're talking about the patch cable hardware. Yes. yes. Yeah. There's, there's several, I know what you're talking about now. I thought you were referring to the instrument cable at first. Yeah. There's, there's several different types of products and you know, the, a lot of people have the thinner type ones, but vetting the different hardware i'm sorry you were saying oh no I, I wanted to ask you how you came up with the name for the company ray radek because oh. that's really interesting so it wasn't the original name for the company the original name for the company was really corny and my dad did some searching and said that there's a a company that makes some audio speakers in russia that has a similar name so oh, i wow. pulled the plug i already had like the the website name and all of that other stuff and it was hosted through GoDaddy. and i when he told me that i was like all right and um four things with russia uh contrast the audio okay yeah you, you don't want to get russian people mad at you well this is even before all that other <laughs> stuff, yeah. so and i first pers- i like 
not even just with like the painted and stuff, it was just colors in general. I like things that contrast and it just allows things to pop better. And yeah. I like that. And that's kind of where my mind was with that. But it was a crummy name for many reasons. One of which also, and oh, I won't say it was a crummy name for this reason, but and this also is part of the reason why it went with Ray Ray Decker is that I didn't want it to have audio or cable in the, in the title. And it just, I wanted it to be different. I wanted it okay. to be like, you know, like that's a, like that's a Panama Jack shirt or something like that. Right. Like, oh, that's a Ray, that's a Ray Decker cable. So GoDaddy, let me change the, the website name for that. What Ray Ray Decker was before that is, and I wish it was my own, own creation. My father's uh, an ex friend of his, who's just, this guy's totally shredded. He's very, very funny. And he would go, my father would go to his house and he's a a perennial bachelor. Not that that means anything, but he um, would sit there. My dad didn't drink, but my friend, my dad's friend would sit there and he would get loaded. And he, before they would go out to dinner and they'd hang out for a bit. And then, um, they decided where they wanted to go and eat. And then his friend would call and the host or hostess would say, you know, hello. And he goes, yes, can I have a, a reservation for two for Ray Ray Decker? And they would say, you know, table for two for Mr. Ray Decker. And, no, Ray Ray Decker. And it would just in <laughs> this Seinfeld type answer would ensue. And it, <laughs> It, it stuck with you too. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that too, for sure. But my dad says that if we send him one of the sweatshirts or something in the mail, that he'll die of a coronary right there on the butt. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he was just he was just an intense guy. But um, well, it yeah. made an impact for sure. Yeah, and I didn't. I a lot of things I like to. Well, it's been a platform for me to express myself and tying back into why, you know, music has been an an extremely important part of my life. And I mentioned all this gear and stuff. My friend, same guy who who took me down the the dark path, he said this phrase and then I, and then I just like took it to heart. It's like, I enjoy the rigging more than the gigging. And he's an excellent musician too. I'm not an excellent musician. I didn't play for like 20 something years and, (laughs) you know, he he never stopped. But I'm being into gear and just, I I used to watch a ton of like pedal videos and stuff like that, but I don't really watch that stuff anymore. But I just like, if you like, if you follow sports well enough that you can have an appreciation and talk to people about like the players and stuff in general. Yep. Same thing with like pedals and, and music industry stuff, just because, and part of the, I, I didn't know that working with musicians or even having any contact with them would even be a, a reality. I didn't even dreamt of it before the company started. It was really just something to do at the end of the night, go in my garage, make a cable if I felt like it. And that was it. And it still pretty much is that way. But <laughs> what's, I won't say supplemented, but it's another, and this, you know, leads into all the concert photography and other, you know, opportunities like that is to be able to work with bands. And I've given out a ton of free cables. I've also had several different musicians who I've given cables to who have bought cables from me. And that really means the most. Um, I don't, I don't, not that I don't like, you know, I don't, I don't want to give stuff away if I don't have to, but right that's my advertisement and um yeah i don't pay myself for my time and i never pay myself for my time but 
I enjoy what I'm doing and that's it gives me a lot of uh, joy we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors So I've got a, I got a question for you. You mentioned giving cables to musicians and all. Who was the first person you were able to to give a cable to? Almost maybe like an, almost like an endorsee or who was the first person that really so made an giving, impact? Anyway? This is uh, this is what I I'll answer your question for sure. But this is sure. what I have to say sure. is that. And one of my main mentors works for a pretty well-known boutique paddle company. And he, he was a mentor. He, we were friends before even Ray Redecker started. And I mean, he's somebody like that. I sent prototypes to, to check out and all this other stuff. Okay. Someone in the music industry, musicians get a lot of free stuff and the larger the scale, the more stuff that they're getting. And the reason why I say that it's that I was, that it's my advertising and I'm okay with that. That's it's true. It's exciting to see that if somebody has your, your cable or something like that in mind, since on stage, but man, is your heart going to get broken? If you give somebody something, give somebody something and they're not using it, but therein lies that there's no endorse E there never will be. There's several different friends of the company, people that I've worked with and stuff like that, but I'm not paying anybody nor are, you know, and if they want to get stuff from me, they can, but it's also a give and take. There's some bands that, and, and artists in particular that have just been more than grateful and use the gear all the time. It's been in music videos. It's been on oh, cool. um, webcasts and stuff. And it's just, it's thrilling to see it there. Um, so I said that I'd never even thought about working with musicians and stuff. I started the company in January of 2020 six weeks, eight weeks before COVID stuff. Oh, uh, wow. It's, yeah, I didn't tell my wife about it before I started it. It's an LLC. I incorporated it. The signature logo is trademarked, all of that good stuff. So I didn't tell her about it. I did it because I I needed to do it at that stage of my life. A lot was going on. Okay. I needed to be able to channel stuff elsewhere. Right. That makes sense. I mentioned fish and I was like super, super obsessed with fish in 18 or 19 in particular. And, um, when you're married and have two kids, it's really difficult to go to shows. And my wife is yeah. very, very lenient about how many shows and stuff I get to go to. And I'm very grateful for that. I'm the same, same since boat. It's become, since it's become very clear how important this music and live music at that are in my life. Yeah. So, Fish's resident photographer's name is Renee Humer. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. He shot so many great people. He's out of Austria. I, I I never met him, but we had contact at a couple of the shows in 19, and I ended up buying some of his art, and and then that was it. That was right right before Ray Redinger started, and then just for the hell of it, I re- it, I reached out and I was like, hey. I checked this out and I sent him like the first one that I made when I got the custom heat drink, like for like when it was like real, not just using like blank stuff right. and whatnot. Yeah. And he, he reacted to it. He said, you know, he, he, he liked it. I didn't ask him there at the time and he was sufficient so to Mexico Riviera Maya like two weeks before COVID. So at the end of February and 
so he also shoots Trey and he also shoots Dave Matthews band. He's like Dave Matthews resident photographer. Oh, okay. I knew that he was going to be at some show shooting Trey right before they went to Mexico. That was in Colorado. And I patiently talked to Renee about, I I don't know. I kind of eased myself in there and I got an address for him. I was able to get a package to him at his hotel in Colorado. He says that the, that he gave him the trays tech i don't know if any of this really happened or not um and then he just told me at a later time that you know the band liked the cables but once again he might just be nice but they never use them and not that i've seen or heard of but that takes you back to if you're gonna offer somebody something they don't have to use it like you know it's and that's it was a little hard to swallow i won't say at first but uh i had a couple reality checks and um my friend Tommy, who works for that company, that company doesn't give anything away. And other companies don't. Other Someone who works for Telefunken, they don't give artists discounts and stuff. They will, if an artist buys something, then they, then they will send them some extra stuff. And that's different. Okay. But it's, it varies. And this is not my main source of income. It's really not a source of income, but uh, unfortunately it's looking more and more like an expensive hobby as the days go by. But, um, it brings me a lot of happiness there. Well, that's awesome. Uh, but you know, it's, um, but it's not about, it, it's neat to, and, and the, you know, is someone going to look at that and be like, Hey, you know, I want whatever. Most people don't even notice the damn thing. Right. A lot of people don't even know the guitars that they have or going to shows, whatever. It's for gearheads and yeah. stuff like that who nerd out about this stuff. But I wanted it in similar <laughs> to like one of those uh, at the shore, an ice cream place that has like 60 different flavors or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have every single color of that stuff available. And I wanted it to just be like over the top instead of having like six, 10, 12, like other companies had. I was like, get every single one. Wow. And it turned into just a canvas for me to just explore. I never did social media whatsoever before the company. Oh, really? And yeah. And I, I have mixed, I have mixed thoughts about it, but <laughs> from the start, it was kind of like the only way that I could even approach getting my name out there or to try to establish contact. I never assume the the name, by the way. I mean, a lot of people, when they contact me, they'll be like, you know, Hey Ray and stuff. But when I, yeah, I know. Summer, I, I always <laughs> say, uh, hi, my name is Ben. This is the name of the company is what I say. And it's just a brand name. But, but once again, if they want to think what they want to think about it, that's <laughs> fine. But I've never said that that's my name, well, nor, nor will I. One of the cool things about the social media is, like you said, you've, you use the, the colors and, and the, the wooden connector and everything as a creative canvas. And I think things like Instagram and all help companies like yours out in that fact it helps that you separate yourself from you know just over-the-counter cables that you can get at guitar center you know people see that that's really cool yeah and um unfortunately i don't know how many people act on that (laughs) and the reason is is that the cables people have no problem spending two hundred dollars on a guitar 150 dollars on guitar pedal they they don't want to spend 150 dollars on a cable right um the majority of the time they're gonna in less than a year be or probably even less than that most of the time 
for people who are like diehard gearheads who are like living and breathing on reverb and just like checking where their package is four times a day if that not that's that's low yeah they'll they'll flip that pedal and you know and, and get something else and whatever the cable would last them their entire life everything i make is guaranteed there's nearly 900 instrument cables out there wow. um i i never counted how many patch cables or i never even considered counting out of that i've probably had maybe 10 stuff sent back like because of like eight maybe like things sent back and oh, I, fix wow. them, I send them back to them and that's one of the nice thing one of the nicest things about the cable business is that you can always just cut a little bit off and just redo it and it's not like the whole uh, the majority depending on what we're talking about for those little patch cables like on the, on the pedal board the most expensive part for those is the connector itself whereas when you start talking about instrument leads worth copper wire that is you know, nearly 85 cents a foot, and then you start talking about like, you know, 16, 25 feet, that's where your majority of your cost is, uh, oh, understandably man. so. But plus, you have the price of connectors and such. So, and then you, and the, the, the even more difficult is to not use cheap stuff and not be too expensive in terms of that and yeah. there's a lot of different other cable makers out there i am i guarantee that their cables pass signal as just as well as mine and sound just as well as mine and vice versa they look different they're constructed differently it's you know tommy hilfiger nautica type of thing you know it's just <laughs> right. you get what you want if you want to if you want to pay for a nicer non-bargain again guitar center cheapy cable and, and every single cable company offers lifetime guarantees and stuff like that. It's um, who wouldn't want that? So, yeah. and, and you know, if somebody's, if you paid good money for something, even if it was that pedal, you're going to flip whatever. If something broke, you'd want it to be able to be fixed. Exactly. Um, something that also attracted me in terms of and this also ties back to gear and stuff like that is that before I even got into the, cable making process i had a couple when i was acquiring gear i had a couple there were a few different people that i was a creators uh manufacturers themselves the that i was able to access and talk to about certain things and i really really um as a consumer and on that side of the fence i really really got into that and i would when i was able to talk to uh mike saldano who owns or who used to own saldano amps mm-hmm. um bill wickersham who owns and is the founder of alembic um a very well-known and well-respected instrument company out in california i had conversations with these people just talking about like transistors and you know it it was it was like sitting in a physics lecture it was awesome (laughs) and when someone's into my stuff or wants to you know talk about it or geek out about cables and stuff like that I get as into it also. And and that's why it's, it's not that it's not work. And like, yes, I'm, I'm here to represent the company and it is a business. But when I talk to the musicians, when I talk to, especially I, I never ask about like the music stuff, like ever, ever, ever. Okay. We'll talk about anything else besides that. Okay. Yeah. And that's not, that's not what we're hanging. That's not what we're talking to each other. You know what I mean? Like, so they don't get music, whatever they want to talk the cables, whatever. But 
you know, I, I like talking about kids and stuff and just like other stuff with just showing them that I'm a, that I'm just hopefully a little bit normal. Yeah. <laughs> so each of these cables are, are, they're all handmade. Everything from raw wow. parts in my garage. And are you the only one doing it? The painters, there's two painters. Okay. Um, and they do the painting, but wow. besides that, I, I do everything. That's the social media. The oh my gosh! But that's I'm a control freak. I <laughs> I, I I've had a, a staff of five or six people before and sit around because I just I poorly managed. But in this instance, with this, and because of the the product. I'm putting myself out there just like a musician does when they go out on stage in terms of that. And I need that to be as good as that can be to represent myself. Even though I, you know, there was a sh just a shred of thought in my head that, Oh my God, what if fish comes out on the, on the stage just cause they were the first ones to get something. And I was like, mm -hmm. what if the damn thing breaks? And oh. <laughs> several people have like plugged it in. Like what if I had like, given it some before a show, but I would never do that. I mean, like maybe if you can test it, but like that just takes a lot of, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but, and a lot of people just don't care about that stuff. It's just a cable. And that's also why they're just like, why would I spend money on it? And I don't care what it looks like. I don't care if it, you know, passes signal. Right. And you know, if it breaks, I'll get another one and that's okay. But now, but, but those, and, and those people I still want to talk to about music and kids, but I'm not going to try to sell those people cables. Exactly. Exactly. But you get people like, like some of the, f the friends of Ray Ray Decker, like black angels, the vacant lots, you know, they do care about the sound. So, th you know, they're not going to use something right. that's, disagree. Yeah. you know, a bad quality. And I'm, I'm looking, I mean, Guys, like like, like another f friend of the company, Oliver Ackerman from A Place to Bury Strangers and Death by Audio. And that, I mean, if he likes your stuff, that's a huge endorsement. Forgive the term, but because I mean, they're a huge noisy band, and and he builds bespoke guitar pedals. He's looking for quality, so that's huge to to have him as as a, a friend of the company. So I got involved with Levitation, the festival based out of Austin, Texas, the sister company to Reverberation Appreciation Society. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of uh, Alex Moss of the Black Angels and Christian are, I believe, two of the original four like founders of it. So like they're the owners of Levitation and in addition to Reverberation Appreciation Society, which is the record label of these entities so alex i went to levitation at the end of 2021 in october of 2021 and um he got it so that i could get a booth at stubs which is the largest venue there oh cool and i the second night there it was a, it was a, it was a great bill it was ring of death star oh, yes. at, at stubs uh, a place to bury strangers Kiki Moyo and then um, Black Angels. And it was just really one of the, you know, the best evenings. So uh, I watched a bit of the A Place to Very Strangers show. And then there was an area where like the vendors would be able to like look for a little bit and then walk back to their areas. Okay. And then I looked and I saw Oliver a little bit away. And um, I introduced myself to him and he, him and John Fedowitz also, uh, of a place of very strangers in ceremony east coast 
they came to the booth that I was at and just like looked at the stuff. And, and that was the most significant and uh, meaningful part of that weekend. And, and pretty much it, it really spoke a lot. And I was able to hook up with them back in June of this year. I didn't even have like my bigger lens at that time. It was like the first, like there was no press pass, press pass, but like, and I didn't really know how, like how it worked for certain smaller venues, but Oliver gave me a pass. That's and, awesome. And he said some extremely nice things that I will never forget that day. And he, he, well, we swapped, but he purchased uh, two cables that him and John use. And, um, Oh, that is awesome. Those, those pictures that I, I used to put all like not all sorts of pictures and stuff, but I've, especially now getting into the concert photography stuff, like I love to be able to include a picture that I've put on that. And I don't really display it. Otherwise there's a lot of like, and some bands don't want me to put any of the pictures that I've taken up on like Instagram or whatever. And I definitely respect that. Yeah. Um, but they don't care about me like, <laughs> for fun. Yeah. You know, I'm a cable company. It's like, what is this guy talking about? Why is he showing pictures of Pax Eagle? <laughs> but, um, well, the picture you have of, of Oliver on the website is brilliant. I love that shot. Thank you. I didn't, and that's what that's, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm about to, to, to get at. <laughs> when you look through like the camera, I don't know like what your processes no pun intended for when you like get home with you from a show or whatever and go through your pictures or however you do it i went through the one that you're talking about i went through and i like four months afterwards maybe even five months afterwards and i was like really did i see this one i'm sure you've had those moments where like you're like how did i overlook this one <laughs> oh yeah yeah so like all the all the pictures that i take of the very right or stuff and stuff like that after i get on my computer and like chronicleize and all of that stuff i just delete them off of the computer off of the camera memory so i don't delete yeah. like actual pictures for like from real pictures yeah yeah, yeah. So the photography and stuff is pretty self-taught too and it's not that i'm it, i i don't know anything about it i'm seriously just hacking it up like i did with the cables in my <laughs> garage at first <laughs> i mentioned earlier about the grateful dead serving in importance that ray ray decker was I was making no sales. COVID had just hit. People weren't really spending money. I had no, uh, I was marketing myself more or not marketing, but I was spending more time talking to artists versus musicians, which is, doesn't really make sense. And you know, no okay. wonder I wasn't getting any sales, but <laughs> I, this thing started from a seed in my head, like four months before all of this COVID hits my best friend that I keep on talking about also in, very into Grateful Dead and a lot of people who are into Grateful Dead want to recreate Jerry Garcia rigs. What does that mean? That means that a guitar with an onboard effects loop, it's called Obel, O-B-E-L. Um, what that means is that after the vibrations from the strings hit the pickups, before it goes out of the guitar, it's going to go through the effects loop and then go out of the guitar. So that's going to leave the uh, effects sound uh, more unadulterated. And that's a big part of it. And then there's also other, a Macintosh power amp is pretty much like the sound for that tone and what a lot of people are using. And then a, a JBL 120 speaker. So with those types of things, my friend Eric, he needed it in, RCA to quarter inch cable and like a lot of things when it comes to this, and this is way before the company, like a lot of things before or 
like this. I didn't. He was on this Grateful Dead Musicians Forum, and I didn't even know what these things were for in terms of like, what's an RCA cable for? Like, why am I using it? Like, I've like seen stuff like that before, but I didn't really know what it was. And that has kind of continued, not it continued well into the second and even further year into this when I started to get figure out stuff that I, I was making stuff that people wanted. And that's where a lot of the ideas and stuff have come from, from what a professional or someone who wants to have something different made. There's over 80 different products that I make. I mean, one thing, I don't think that anybody's going to pick some of them and stuff, but they're there. And if something's not roadworthy and doesn't look good, um, it ain't leaving the garage. And um, it's it's been a it's been a heck of a ride. And I've also learned to balance it a lot better with my personal life and my home life than I did the first year and a half or so. And because um, I was really neglecting a lot of things that I should not have been neglecting. I've been there. Yeah. With this podcast, fun. with the photography. Yeah. I I know exactly what you're talking about. It's difficult. It is. And at the, and at the end of the day, even all this stuff, you know, whatever, the family's more important. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah, it's. Absolutely. And, you, you know, it's good to know that I'm not the only one with these, those issues, but I'm also not the only one who's got a, a family who's very supportive of this thing. Cause you know, like your cables, this podcast doesn't make me a whole lot of money, if any. You know, every once in a while I get a sponsor. I'm a part of a podcast network. Every couple of months I get a, you know, I'll get a deposit of like 15 bucks. You know, so it's, I mean, it's, not, it's not paying the bills. But, but, you wouldn't, but you wouldn't do it if you didn't enjoy doing it. Exactly. And that's, yeah, I mean, let's just be happy that these aren't our day jobs. Exactly. And, 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 that, and that, that we found something that we enjoy doing that yeah. brings us a lot of joy. And even though that my wife, uh, I won't say she hates Ray Raider, I mean, she certainly did, just especially because I wasn't forthcoming <laughs> about its inception. <laughs> but, um, well, lesson learned, right? Mm, it might take me a few more times, but <laughs> she does see how happy it makes me with things and, and things of she's become more accepting of it as I've become less obsessive about it. Cause <laughs> it was like, and I don't know, in the back of my head, the first couple of years, I was like, you know what, this is where I have to put the time in. I have to get everything right. And, and I can't just put this in the back burner. It was like a child, everything for a while. And yeah, and now I'm much more laid back about that. And, it, and that's exhausting too. It's, you know, not it only, was, no, I was, I was not sleeping. Yeah. I, I was doing the same thing with the with, you know, recording, editing, and I still do all the recording and editing, but I, I have a much more laid back approach to it. You know, I, I, instead of editing straight through and getting a, a show done, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll, I try to set time limits now. I'm going to be get done by this time. And if I'm not finished with, I'm at wherever I'm at, at this time and I'm putting it down. And much like the, uh, the f- concert photography. Same, same about what you just said, but like same with my work and too. Yeah. Uh, but like you just got to, you're like, you, you're just cool with it then. But yeah. I, I feel you. And I, I don't know about you when, when, after you get done with a sh- shooting a show, when I get home, I immediately download everything off of my camera onto my computer and I have to get at least one photo done and no matter what time it is. And then I go to, then I can go to bed. That's the only other thing I get really obsessive about. I want to get at least one shot edited. 
Yeah, I definitely feel that. And it's also what I have to say to that is this, just like I said, that selling gear is more fun than buying gear. Yeah. Treat yourself like a kid on Christmas morning and wait until the next morning to do it. (laughs) You will have, you will wake up and you'll, you'll just have this extra smile on your face when you wake up and you're like, Oh, I get to look at those. And I mean, yeah, I think that most people probably look at like some of the, I mean, I look at through like set breaks and stuff like that. I'll look through the other ones yeah, and stuff like that. But, and if there's one that you're really, really excited about, like that you, like that you know, or whatever, and then that one will pretty much like burn itself into my head on the way home and I'll get really excited about it. I'll, I'll get excited. Like my son does about a Lego set. Yeah. Yeah. In some ways, truthfully. All right. I'm, so it's, I'm going to try that. I'm going to, I'm going to make myself wait the next show. Well, it's, I don't always do that, but yeah. I, I have, I have, and I've enjoyed it because of that. And, and that extra smile that I was referring to was really me. <laughs> and it can be you. Yeah. It can also be you. I'm looking at the, the website right now and I'm, blown away by stuff i i'll tell you what when i i'm gonna have to order a uh, an xlr i'm gonna get an xlr cable for my my podcast setup i'll have to order that from you so i can uh, i can be a, a friend that's of ray ray decker so that's so kind, so. That's so kind. <laughs> thank you and how can people find out more about your products how can people follow you and not only the ray ray decker products but also your concert photography uh, i know you, you mentioned social media and all yeah, uh, the concert, uh, it's at Ray Ray Decker, R-A-Y-R-A-Y-D-E-C-K-E-R. I don't consider myself a concert photographer. I like doing it, and I do like to share it sometimes, but it's not, even though it's like, oh, but that's not good, but a lot of the stuff that I put out there isn't, it, it's it's more of what I'm into, and yet it happens to be a cable company. A lot of the things that I am and are into is cable company and musicians and ones that I've worked with. And now that COVID's not like it was and musicians are touring again, and that I have established some relationships with them that I, then I can do that. The, the concert photography only started earlier this year just because I never even considered it beforehand and it's, and it was, it just sounded like something fun and and it is, it's so much, it's so much easier for cons. I mean, there's a lot of factors, of course, like what you were describing about the Warner and, um, shooting sports is much more difficult. Oh yeah. Concerts. It's a lot more difficult. My side, I tried to, I practice a lot with my son's soccer and stuff like this. And it is so hard. I used to do that too. for a, few studios and all and it was just it's tough it, it depends on the sport i mean basketball is a little easier than something like football and, and baseball is possibly one of the easiest ones but anything with like soccer football uh anything that's on, on a wider field or court that that that's tough all right oh so yeah that, um yes that that ray ray decker is the instagram there's a lot of there's a lot of content there. It's I don't have a specific part for concert photography. I'm not going to have it on the website. It is I do have to break it back down to you know this is a cable you know company and stuff. <laughs> right. But that's but like incorporating those pictures on the some of race friends are yes that gives me that's that's satisfying for me in addition to whatever I might choose to share on my own in terms of that. But that's not there's real concert photographers people can check out. Going back also to the how accessible 
creators were before I even consider this mm-hmm. and how much I enjoyed that. I wanted, and as much as I'm having fun doing this, I wanted them, I knew that the musician, when you make the, the when you make the customer, the musician or anybody, the hero and you're the guide and you're simply just, you know, get them there, then it will work a lot of times. And there's a lot of other things, luck, perseverance. Yeah. But I, and I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of luck, but patience has been really important too about like stuff. And like, if you start to get like really antsy and it's just to, you just got to let things happen in terms of like with industry stuff, you want to come on too strong, too strong or anything like that. Exactly. That'll scare people off a lot more than you'll get people coming to you. And I just want to say that I, I know you, you downplay your photography a bit, but I really like it. I, I've Thank really you. enjoyed I appreciate it. the shot of Alex Moss from the Black Angels on you, the Friends of Ray. That that is an amazing shot. I Thank love you. that shot so much. Thank you. I do too. So, well, look, I know I've kept you for a while, and I really enjoyed meeting you that the night with the uh, Black Angels vacant lots. Yeah, and uh, if and I figured if Jared vacant lots and, and, and the guys from the black angels are using your stuff. It's gotta be high quality. Cause I know Jared a little bit. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. And, and also I know he's a very, he's a huge audiophile. So I know if he's using your equipment, it's gotta be top notch. So that's why I would wanted to reach out and have you on the podcast. And thank you. I really appreciate the gesture. And I'm going to uh, suggest you to suggest everybody check out. If, if you're a up and coming musician an established musician, definitely check out Ray Ray Decker because it's just, it is really high quality. And you know, how often can you say what you have is handmade? I mean, my good grief. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much for spending so much of your time explaining the process and talking to me about about the products and about the concert photography because I am always thrilled to geek out about concert photography.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 